space interplanetary radio enlightening the solar system Two space chasers from the moon. Yeah, things are somewhat different in the lunar colony, to put it mildly, so consider this show a cultural exchange. Here on the moon, our religion is snarkism, not the Satanism of the pseudo-humanoid billionaires like on Earth. Right, we lunar snarkists are more whimsical than the Earth Satanists, who tend to be somewhat humor-challenged. We believe in the cosmic giggle, not in killing and impoverishing as many humans as possible, like Gil Bates, Porgy Boros, Shanghai Tim Schnook, Bark Schmuck Burglar, or the Poop Do. <laughs> There are various aspects to snarkism, like zeditation. See SoundCloud slash zeditation for both. English and German intros and guided meditation downloads. Right, we snarkists zeditate. Mm -hmm. And one of our other main activities is bullshit detection. Our holy book, How to Spot an Asshole by Ignat Snarl, is all about bullshit detection. Our religion teaches that if you can't detect bullshit, you're toast. <laughs> Certain artists of Earth are considered proto-snarkists because they were very good at bullshit detection, although they might not have been the very spiritual people. Yeah, we're talking about guys like Frank Zappa mm -hmm. and George Carlin. They paved the way for the truly spiritual snarkists who don't have minds quite as dark or as psychologically unhealthy as theirs were. So we are playing that settings of George Carlin monologues And once you hear Carlin rapping to Zed's beats, you won't believe the beats weren't there to begin with. Why don't you tell them about the time you crossed paths with Carlin Zed? Sure, I was time-traveling to Hollyweird, Mexifornia in the 1980s, hanging out until all hours at a coffee house on Santa Monica Boulevard with some performance poets who met there regularly. Now, the coffee house was part of an arts complex that included a small theater and a rock club. Carlin was producing a show at the theater next door, which rehearsed for weeks. So, after they were finished rehearsing, he would come into the coffee house late at night with some friends and hang out with us. It was a very bohemian scene with candlelight, people smoking ganja, drinking coffee and wine, and we would perform our stuff. The poets, including myself, were um, far from financially prosperous. <laughs> so one day, Carlin brought in a big box of his old shoes and told the proprietor that he should give them to the poets. 
Now, I happen to have the same shoe size as him, so I got five pairs of lightly worn, expensive shoes, including a pair of Italian calfskin beetle boots with side zippers that I still own. So, symbolically and literally speaking, I now wear the boots for Carlin-esque bullshit detection, baby. Sounds like he was a very sweet and compassionate person. Yeah, he did. He cared about other people. And uh, he was a leftist, of course, who hated blue-eyed fuckers from the north like us, which is, of course, typical of leftists. But unlike the leftists of today, he not only believed in free speech, he fought for it in court. And unlike the leftists of today, such as those in Silicami Valley, he also called bullshit on political correctness as a stupid system of thought control for weak-minded conformists. He was an individualist. Now, he had a right to his speech, and we have a right to ours. And... Well, conservative church people and blue bloods are no friends of freedom either. And they aren't even funny like George was. So let's have a good hoot on George Carlin. Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into our Carlin mixes, we want to inform our listeners that not all of our shows are uploaded to our Anchor.fm podcast site. Some are private and only go out to our radio senders. If you want to be part of the inner esoteric circle, you can contact us through the message button on the Anchor website or email us at twospacetailors at posteo.de for access to the private shows. Yeah, look forward to hearing from you. And now, Carlin with Beats by Zed. Go! Digital and smoke-free. A diversified, multicultural, postmodern deconstructionist, politically, anatomically, and ecologically incorrect. I've been uplinked and downloaded. I've been inputted and outsourced. I know the upside of downsizing. I know the downside of upgrading. I'm a high-tech lowlife. A cutting-edge, state-of-the-art, bi-coastal multitasker, and I can give you a gigabyte in a nanosecond. I'm new wave, but I'm old school, and my inner child is outward bound. I'm a hot-wired, heat-seeking, warm-hearted, cool customer, voice-activated and biodegradable. I interface with my database, my database is in cyberspace, so I'm interactive, I'm hyperactive, and from time to time, I'm radioactive. <laughs> Riding a wave, dodging a bullet, pushing the envelope. I'm on point, on task, on message, and off drugs. I got no need for coke and speed. I got no urge to binge and purge. I'm in the moment, on the edge, over the top, but under the radar. A high-concept, low-profile, medium-range ballistic missionary. A streetwise smart bomb. A top gun bottom feeder. I wear power ties. I tell power lies. I take power naps. I run victory laps. I'm a totally ongoing, bigfoot slam dunk rainmaker with a proactive outreach. A raging workaholic. A working rageaholic. Out of rehab and in denial. personal trainer, a personal shopper, a personal assistant, and a personal agenda. You can't shut me up. You can't dumb me down, because I'm tireless and I'm wireless. I'm an alpha male on beta blockers. 
I'm a non-believer and an overachiever, laid back but fashion forward, up front, down home, low rent, high maintenance, supersized, long-lasting, high-definition, fast-acting, oven-ready, and built to last. I'm a hands-on, foot-loose, knee-jerk, head case, prematurely post-traumatic, and I have a love child who sends me hate mail. <laughs> But I'm feeling, I'm caring, I'm healing, I'm sharing. A supportive, bonding, nurturing, primary caregiver. My output is down, but my income is up. I take a short position on the long bond, and my revenue stream has its own cash flow. I read junk mail, I eat junk food, I buy junk bonds, I watch trash sports. I'm gender-specific, capital-intensive, user-friendly, and lactose intolerant. <laughs> rough sex. I like tough love. I use the F word in my email and the software on my hard drive is hardcore. No soft porn. I bought a microwave at a mini mall. I bought a minivan at a megastore. I eat fast food in the slow lane. I'm toll free, bite size, ready to wear, and I come in all sizes. A fully equipped, factory authorized, hospital tested, clinically proven, scientifically formulated medical miracle. I've been pre-washed, pre-cooked, pre-heated, pre-screened, pre-approved, pre-packaged, post-dated, freeze-dried, double-wrapped, vacuum-packed, and I have an unlimited broadband capacity. I'm a rude dude, but I'm the real deal. Lean and mean, cocked, locked, and ready to rock. Rough, tough, and hard to bluff. I take it slow, I go with the flow, I ride with the tide, I got glide in my stride. Driving and moving, sailing and spinning, jiving and grooving, wailing and winning. I don't snooze, so I don't lose. I keep the pedal to the metal and the rubber on the road. I party hardy, and lunchtime is crunch time. I'm hanging in, there ain't no doubt, and I'm hanging tough over and out. Join the book club. As an introductory offer, we'll send you the following books absolutely free. Eat, Run, Stay Fit, and Die Anyway. How to Seem Intelligent. There's Big Money in Staying Put. Peace of Mind by Losing Complete Control for 16 Hours a Day. Rid Yourself of Doubt, or Should You? Chances are your sister's full of shit. How to Give Yourself a Complete Physical Without Getting Undressed. 64 Good Reasons for Giving Up Hope. Why Jews Point. 100 Dead People Nobody Misses. Backpacking for Shut-Ins. My Dog is a Real Fruit. Your Shoes are Worth Money. Reorganizing Your Pockets. What to Wear on the toilet 124 simple exercises for the teeth the stains in your shorts can indicate your future tips on getting laid self-mutilation as an attention getter 600 ways to give people the shaft tremble your way to fitness you give me six weeks and i'll give you some disease and if you join today we'll send the following books absolutely free poems for the insane a treasury of poorly understood ideas a complete list of all the things that are still pending and if you join today we'll send the following books absolutely free controlling fear without getting frightened things no one can help understanding people you'll never meet six ways to fuck up before breakfast marriage for one i suck you suck let's change the alphabet famous bullshit stories sport fishing with power saws why hawaii and norway are not near each other and if you join today we'll send the following books absolutely free a list of people who mean well don't throw away your old skin 10 things we don't know yet Caring for the seated. The wrong underwear can kill. Trotting across Zaire. Why it doesn't snow anymore. The complete list of everyone's personal effects. Six cities no one has ever been to. I gave up hope and died and it worked. Famous people who were wiry. 
the lives of six extremely short saints. And if you join today, we'll send the following instruction books absolutely free. How to do everything at once. How to give people your best regards. How to spoil other people's fun. How to kill a rat with an oboe. How to organize a Tupperware gangbang. How to wave goodbye without moving your arms. How to spot truly vicious people in church. How to get back from Boston. How to lease out the space inside your nose. How to get a tan with a flashlight. How to start a range war. How to spot a creep from a distance. How to give a king a really hard time. How to kill your nephew. How to become a grease ball. And how to turn unbearable pain into extra income. So call now, right now. Join the book club today. Now, now, a lot of these company names and product names are influenced by marketing and advertising people. This next thing is about advertising. This is called advertising lullaby. Keeping in mind, of course, that the whole purpose of advertising is to lull you to sleep. Quality, value, style, service, selection, convenience, economy, savings, performance, experience, hospitality, low rates, friendly service, name brands, easy terms, affordable prices, money-back guarantee, free installation, free admission, free appraisal, free alterations, free delivery, free estimates, free home trial, and free parking. No cash, no problem, no kidding, no fuss, no must, no risk, no obligation, no red tape, no down payment, no entry fee, no hidden charges, no purchase necessary, no one will call on you, no payments or interest till September. But limited time only though, so act now, order today, send no money, offer good while supplies last, due to a customer, each item sold separately, batteries not included, mileage may vary, all sales are final, allow six weeks for delivery, some items not available, some assembly required, some restrictions may apply. So come on in. Come on in for a free demonstration and a free consultation with our friendly professional staff. Our experienced and knowledgeable sales representatives will help you make a selection that's just right for you and just right for your budget. And say, don't forget to pick up your free gift. A classic, deluxe, custom, designer, luxury, prestige, high-quality, premium, select, gourmet, pocket pencil sharpener. <laughs> Yours for the asking, no purchase necessary. It's our way of saying thank you. And if you act now, we'll include an extra added free complimentary bonus gift, a classic deluxe custom designer luxury prestige high quality premium select gourmet combination key ring magnifying glass and garden hose in a genuine imitation leather style carrying case with authentic vinyl trim. Yours for the asking, no purchase necessary, it's our way of saying thank you. Actually, it's our way of saying, bend over just a little bit farther so we can stick this big advertising dick up your ass a little bit deeper. A little bit deeper. A little bit deeper. You miserable, no good fucking consumer asshole. Some people are really fucking stupid. Did you ever notice that? How many really stupid people you run into during the day? God damn, there's a lot of stupid bastards walking around. Carry a little pad and pencil with you. You wind up with 30 or 40 names by the end of the day. 
think of how stupid the average person is and then realize half of them are stupider than that. And it doesn't take you very long to spot one of them, does it? Take you about eight seconds. You'll be listening to some guy. You say, this guy is fucking stupid. Some people, they're not stupid, they're full of shit. Yeah, that doesn't take very long to spot either, does it? Take you about the same amount of time. You'll be listening to some guy and say, well, he's fairly intelligent. Ah, he's full of shit. Some people, they're not stupid, they're not full of shit, they're fucking nuts! Let me ask you something, does he actually have to fuck that woman? Huh? God help him, I wouldn't fuck her with a stolen dick. Oh, some people don't like you to talk like that. Oh, some people would like to shut you up for saying those things. You know that. Lots of people, lots of groups in this country want to tell you how to talk, tell you what you can't talk about. Well, sometimes they'll say, well, you can talk about something, but you can't joke about it. Say you can't joke about something because it's not funny. Comedians run into that shit all the time. Like rape. They'll say, you can't joke about rape. Rape's not funny. I say, fuck you. I think it's hilarious. How do you like that? I can prove to you that rape is funny. Picture Porky Pig raping Elmer Fudd. See, hey, why do you think they call him Porky, eh? I know what you're gonna say, Elmer was asking for it. Elmer was coming on to Porky. Now I probably got the feminists all pissed off at me because I'm joking about rape. Feminists wanna control your language. Feminists wanna tell you how to talk. And they're not alone, they're not alone. I'm not picking on the feminists. They got a lot of company in this country. There's a lot of groups, a lot of institutions in this country wanna control your language. Tell you what you can say and what you can't say. Government wants to tell you some things you can't say because they're against the law. Or you can't say this because it's against the regulation. Or here's something you can't say because it's a secret. You can't tell him that because he's not clear to know that. Government wants to control information and control language because that's the way you control thought. And basically that's the game they're in. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's gonna save something now. Save the trees, save the bees, save the whales, save those snails. And the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these fucking people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're gonna save the fucking planet? I'm getting tired of that shit. Tired of that shit. I'm tired of fucking Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists. The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags? 
and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet, the planet, the planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your shit, folks. We're going away. Save the There's too much security at the airports. I'm tired of some guy with a double-digit IQ and a triple-digit income rooting around inside of my bag for no reason and never finding anything. <laughs> Haven't found anything yet in anybody's bag. Haven't found one bomb in one bag. And don't tell me, well, the terrorists know their bags are going to be searched, so now they're leaving their bombs at home. There are no bombs. The whole thing is fucking pointless. 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 Question number one: Did you pack your bags yourself? and Florence Henderson came over to the house last night, fixed me a lovely lobster Newberg, gave me a full body massage with sacred oils from India, performed a four-way around the world, and then they packed my bags. Next question. Have your bags been in your possession the whole time? No. Usually the night before I travel, just as the moon is rising, I place my suitcases out on the street corner and leave them there unattended for several hours. Just for good luck. Next question. Has any unknown person asked you to take anything on board? Hmm. Well, what exactly is an unknown person? Surely everyone is known to someone. In fact, just this morning, Kareem and Youssef Ali Ben-Gaba seemed to know each other quite well. They kept joking about which one of my suitcases was the heaviest. And that's another thing they don't like at the airport, jokes. You know, yeah, you can't joke about a bomb. Well, why is it just jokes? What about a riddle? How about a limerick? Just a really cute story. Or suppose you intended the remark, not as a joke, but as an ironic musing. Are they prepared to make that distinction? Why, I think not. And besides, who's to say what's funny? Airport security is a stupid idea. It's a waste of money. It's fucking pointless. It's fucking pointless. It's fucking pointless. By the way, an airplane flight shouldn't be completely safe. You need a little danger in your life. Take a fucking chance once in a while, will you? What are you gonna do? Play with your prick for another 30 years? What are you gonna read?
like Wendy's till the end of time? Take a fucking chance. Besides, even if they made all of the airplanes completely safe, the terrorists would simply start bombing other places that are crowded. Porn shops, crack houses, titty bars, and gangbangs. You know, entertainment venues. The odds of you being killed by a terrorist are practically zero. Most Americans are soft and frightened and unimaginative and they don't realize there's such a thing as dangerous fun. And they certainly don't recognize a good show when they see one. I have always been willing to put myself at great personal risk for the sake of entertainment. And I've always been willing to put you at great personal risk for the same reason. As far as I'm concerned, all of this airport security, all the searches, the screenings, the cameras, the questions, it's just one more way of reducing your liberty and reminding you that they can fuck with you anytime they want. Fuck with you anytime they want. Fuck with you anytime they want. As long as you put up with it. As long as you put up with it. Which means, of course, any time they want. Because that's what Americans do now. They're always willing to trade away a little of their freedom in exchange for the feeling, the illusion of security. What we have now is a completely neurotic population obsessed with security and safety and crime and drugs and cleanliness and hygiene and germs. There's another thing, germs. Where did this sudden fear of germs come from in this country? Have you noticed this? The media constantly running stories about all the latest infections, salmonella, E. coli, hantavirus, bird flu, and Americans panic easily. So now everybody's running around scrubbing this and spraying that and overcooking their food and repeatedly washing their hands, trying to avoid all contact with germs. It's ridiculous and it goes to ridiculous lengths. In prisons, before they give you a lethal injection, they swab your arm with alcohol. It's true. see their point. Wouldn't want some guy to go to hell and be sick. It would take a lot of the sportsmanship out of the whole execution. Fear of germs, why these fucking pussies? You can't even get a decent hamburger anymore. They cook the shit out of everything now because everybody's afraid of food poisoning. Hey, where's your sense of adventure? Take a fucking chance, will you? You know how many people die from food poisoning every year in this country? 9,000, that's all. It's a minor risk. <laughs> shit. Take a fucking chance, bunch of goddamn pussies. Besides, what do you think you have an immune system for? It's for killing germs. But it needs practice. It needs germs to practice on. So, so listen. So listen. If you kill all the germs around you and live a completely sterile life, then when germs do come along, you're not going to be prepared. And never mind ordinary germs. What are you going to do when some super virus comes along that turns your vital organs into liquid shit? I'll tell you what you're going to do. You're going to get sick, you're going to die, and you're going to deserve it because you're fucking weak and you got a fucking weak immune system. Now, all right, goddammit. story 
story about immunization. When I was a little boy in New York City in the 1940s, we swam in the Hudson River, and it was filled with raw sewage, okay? We swam in raw sewage, you know, to cool off. The big fear was polio. Thousands of kids died from polio every year. But you know something? In my neighborhood, no one ever got polio. No one, ever. You know why? Because we swam in raw sewage. It strengthened our immune systems. The polio never had a prayer. We were tempered in raw shit. So personally, I never take any special precautions against germs. I don't shy away from people who sneeze and cough. I don't wipe off the telephone. I don't cover the toilet seat. And if I drop food on the floor, I pick it up and eat it. I eat it. Yes, I do. Even if I'm at a sidewalk cafe in Calcutta, the poor section, on New Year's morning during a soccer riot, something in spite of all that so-called risky behavior i never get infections i don't get them i don't get colds i don't get flu i don't get food poisoning and i don't get headaches or upset stomachs and you know why because i got a good strong immune system and it gets a lot of practice my immune system is equipped with a biological equivalent of fully automatic military assault rifles with night vision and laser scopes and we have recently acquired phosphorus grenades cluster bombs and anti-personnel fragmentation mines so when my white blood cells are on patrol reconnoitering my bloodstream seeking out strangers and other undesirables if they see any any suspicious looking germs of any kind they don't fuck around they whip out the weapons they wax the motherfucker and deposit the unlucky fellow directly into my colon there's no nonsense there's no miranda warning there's none of that three strikes and you're out shit first defense bam into the colon you go person and I'm for sale. Do you have a product or a business that needs promotion? Do you sell something worthless? Something no one will buy because it's poorly built and doesn't work properly? Likely to come apart at high speeds? Perhaps with toxic side effects? Well, I'm here to help you. I'll take your product and I'll sell it to them because they trust me. That's right. They trust me because I am a famous person. Hello, America. It's time to play Asshole Jackoff Scumbag. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is a rancher. He works for an oil company and he lives in Texas. Is he an asshole, a jackoff, or a scumbag? This man is a lawyer. He lives on Long Island and he's a U.S. congressman. Is he an asshole, a jackoff, or a scumbag? This man is a TV newscaster. He's from the Midwest and he's a born-again Christian. Is he an asshole, a jackoff, or a scumbag? We'll find out today as we play Asshole Jackoff Scumbag. Here's one, how to get out of jury duty. Lots of people try that, don't they? And they do. A lot of them get out of jury duty by lying. You don't have to lie. Tell the judge the truth. Tell him you'll make a terrific juror because you can spot guilty people just like that. 
Well, today's suggestions are a little different. These are, these are just sort of hints on things you can do to keep other people alert during the day when you're out and about your business. Little ways to keep people on their toes. Because people need that. And I'm not talking about your friends so much. It's just the general public. People need a little sort of a mental goose during the day to kind of bring them back to reality, you know? There are an awful lot of people walking around. Not all there. And I don't mean the helpless or the homeless. I don't mean people who've been kicked out of Matawan without their, you know, their medications and stuff. I'm talking about fuckers with jobs. There are people walking around with a kind of a... Kind of a neutral zone around their heads. Some people leave part of their brains at home when they come out in the morning. Hey, some people don't have that much to bring out in the first place. So I say there are little things you can do to help keep other people on their toes. Did you ever try backing out of a drive-in bank? That's the kind of thing I mean. Or just walk up to someone in the street and say, Pardon me, I have nothing to say! Now, many of these suggestions, many of these suggestions which I'm offering are intended for use on retail clerks because retail clerks seem to need special help. Did you ever go into a store and realize immediately that the clerk is running on a lean mixture? The cheese fell off his cracker a long time ago. He's just a couple of sandwiches short of a picnic. Here's one to try. Go into a gift shop and ask for your gift. They never seem to have mine. I say, I saw your sign, I came in for my gift. Save you the trouble of looking all over for me. Doesn't impress them, but it keeps them on their goddamn toes. Or else just go running into any quiet little store on a Sunday morning and say, Say yes, say thank you! And run! Let them figure it out. It's not your concern. Here's one you might try. Go into the photographer's studio in your neighborhood and ask the man if he can buy the pictures of the other people. Say, how much for that heavy-set couple in the window? Oh, they will stare at you a long time on that one. In fact, they might even back up several feet. This one is my current favorite. Go into the dry cleaners 
and ask the man if he can remove the stains from one pair of pants and put them in another pair of pants. They ought to be able to do that for the same amount of money. While you're in there, ask him if he can get pecker tracks off a wedding gown. That's the test of a really quality dry cleaner. Go into a laundry, hand him your shirt, and tell him to rotate the buttons. Go into a gun store, buy a gun, then buy some ammunition, then ask him if they have any ski masks. Here's one for the supermarket. This is a good one for the supermarket. Next time you're at the supermarket, get a shopping cart and fill it to the top. I mean a huge mound of groceries. And then we'll go up to the line and look for somebody with one item and ask them if you can get ahead of them. For Christ's sakes, I'm in a hurry. I only have 1,100 items. Run into a bakery and say, can you bake a cake in the shape of a penis? They never know. They always have to have a meeting. Well, I don't know. Wait a minute now. Hold on just a moment. Could we have a picture to go by? Well, no, but I tell you what I'm going to do for you, Lee. Order more flour, Helen. Did you ever notice in some hotels they give you a little sewing kit? You know what I do? I sew the towels together. <laughs> sew the sheets to the drapes. Let them know you've been there. Now here's one for the guys. This is strictly for the guys. Go into a barber shop and tell the man you want to get your pubic hair streaked. Say nothing fancy, just frost my bush. They'll be talking about you for years. The man who had his bush hair sectioned off with aluminum foil. They try to find a way to fit you under a dryer. You'll be in the Bush Hall of Fame. Here's a good one when you're in a bar. This is great when you're in the bar. Do you ever notice in the bar someone always says to you, Hey, can I buy you a drink? You say, no thanks, but can I have the money instead? Tell him you're saving up to buy your own goddamn bar. There will be no hands-on, state-of-the-art networking. 
We will not maximize, prioritize, or finalize, and we definitely will not interface. There will also... There will also be no new age lingo spoken here tonight. No support group jargon from the human potential movement. For instance, I will not share anything with you. I will not relate to you and you will not identify with me. I will give you no input and I will expect no feedback. This will not be a learning experience, nor will it be a growth period. There'll be no sharing, no caring, no birthing, no bonding, no parenting, no nurturing. We will not establish a relationship, we will not have any meaningful dialogue, and we definitely will not spend any quality time. We will not be supportive of one another so that we can get in touch with our feelings in order to feel good about ourselves. And if you're one of those people who needs a little space, please go the fuck outside! Now to balance the scale, I'd like to talk about some things that bring us together. Things that point out our similarities instead of our differences. Because that's all you ever hear about in this country is our differences. That's all the media and the politicians are ever talking about, the things that separate us, things that make us different from one another. That's the way the ruling class operates in any society. They try to divide the rest of the people. They keep the lower and the middle classes fighting with each other so that they, the rich, can run off with all the fucking money fairly simple thing happens to work. You know anything different, that's what they're going to talk about. Race, religion, ethnic and national background, jobs, income, education, social status, sexuality, anything you can do, keep us fighting with each other so that they can keep going to the bank. You know how I describe the economic and social classes in this country? The upper class keeps all of the money, pays none of the taxes. The middle class pays all of the taxes, does all of the work. The poor are there, just to scare the shit out of the middle class. Keep them showing up at those jobs. So, stirring up the shit is something I like to do from time to time, but I also like to know that I can come back to these little things we have in common, little universal moments that we share separately, the things that make us the same. They're so small we hardly ever talk about them. Did you ever look at your watch? And then you don't know what time it is. And you have to look again. And you still don't know the time. So you look a third time and somebody says, what time is it? You say, I don't know. Did you ever notice how sometimes all day Wednesday, you keep thinking it's Thursday. And it happens over and over all day long. And then the next day, you're all right again. Did you ever find yourself standing in one of the rooms in your house and you can't remember why you went in there?
Two words float across your mind, Alzheimer's disease. You ever been talking to yourself and somebody comes in the room and you have to make believe you are singing? And you hope to God the other person really believes there's a song called What Does She Think I Am? Some Kind of Putz? Little experiences we've all had. You ever been sitting in a railroad train in a station and there's another train sitting right next to you and one of them starts to move and you can't tell which one it is? How about when you're out on a small boat on a windy day? You ever been out rocking back and forth for three or four hours trying to keep your balance? Rough seas, little boat, then you get back into the shore and you're standing on the dock and you can swear there was something inside of you that was still out there rocking. Did you ever try to pick up a suitcase you thought was full, but it wasn't? And you go, Ooh. and for just a split second, you feel really strong. How about when you're looking through a chain link fence? Did you ever notice if you're just the right distance from a chain link fence, sometimes it seems to go, Ooh. what is that? How do they do that? Did you ever try to tell somebody to have a little bit of dirt on their face? You can never get them to rub the right spot, can you? Say, you got a little bit of dirt right here. They always go, we're here! And you just want to slap the bastard. Do you ever notice how awful your face looks in a mirror in a restroom that has fluorescent lights? Every cut, scrape, scratch, scar, scab, bruise, boil, bump, pimple, zit, wart, welt, and abscess you've had since birth all seem to come back at the same time. And all you can think of is, I gotta get the fuck out of here! Do you ever notice sometimes when you're walking with your arm around your date, one of you has to change the way you're walking. Men and women don't walk the same. One of them has to change. Either the man has to walk like this. Or the woman has to walk like this. Joey, how are you? How about when you're going up a flight of stairs and you think there's one more step? And you go... And then you have to kind of keep doing that, you know? So people will think it's something you do all the time. I do this all the time. It's the third stage of syphilis. Same thing happens when you're going down the stairs. You could swear there was one more step. <laughs> Holy shit. My hips are in my chest. Did you ever fall asleep on a late afternoon and wake up after dark and you don't know what goddamn day it is? Like when you have your head on the pillow. Do you ever notice when you have your head on the pillow, if you close the bottom eye, the pillow is down there. 
Then if you switch eyes, the pillow moves up there. Whoa, holy shit, Dave, look at this. The mystery of the moving pillow. I think it's related to the chain link fence mystery myself. Do you ever have to sneeze while you're taking a piss? It's frightening, isn't it? It's frightening because actually you can't do it. It's physically impossible to sneeze while pissing. Your brain won't let it happen. Your brain says, stop pissing! We're going to sneeze now! Because your brain knows you might blow your asshole out. Good to have a little sip of this. The water, I assume, is still safe to drink in New York, huh? Actually, actually, I got to be fair with you. I'm only setting you up a little bit. It's just a, not a trick question, but it's just a setup because I don't really care about the water, to tell you the truth. I just love to hear the answer to that question. I ask that question everywhere I go. Everywhere I go, I say, how's the water? Haven't gotten a positive answer yet. Not one. Last year, I was in 40 states, 100 cities. Not one audience was able to say to me, yes, enjoy some of our fine local water. It is pure and it is good. Of course, I know a lot of people don't talk that way anymore, but nobody trusts the local water supply. Nobody. I'd like to bring out a brand new car and call it the 1975 piece of shit. <laughs> right? I would like to have a baseball team and call it the Milwaukee Beer Farts. I would like to have cream of botulism soup. How about a company called United Consumer Fuckers? You know you can stick it. Why do we always assume everyone knows where they can stick it? Suppose you don't know. Suppose you're a new guy. You have absolutely no idea where to stick it. I think there ought to be a government booklet entitled, Where to Stick It. Now that I think of it, I believe there is a government booklet like that. They sent it to you on April 15th. And speaking of delusional people, what about a guy who hears a voice in his head tells him to kill his entire family, so he does it? Is this the only thing a voice in the head ever tells these people to do is to kill others? Doesn't a voice ever tell a guy, go take a shit on the salad bar at Wendy's? Doesn't a voice tell a guy to take out his dick on the merry-go-round once in a while? Well, some guys do take out their dicks on the merry-go-round, but usually it's their own idea. Something else I can do without aftershave and cologne. And this disgusting shit that men put on their bodies. Just what I need in the elevator. Some guy standing next to me smells like a fucking pine tree. I said, go home and wash, you smelly prick. You smell like the urinal in a Portuguese cat house. 
God damn, guys are stupid. Guys are really fucking dumb. They think they're going to get laid with this stuff, you know. Oh, yeah, they put it on at home. Oh, boy, oh, boy, I'll get laid tonight. I'll get laid tonight. You don't get laid with green shit that comes out of a bottle, okay? The only smell that's going to help you get laid might be your own natural scent. You have pheromones. It's a secondary sex characteristic. People in America, nervous about sex. They want to cover that up and disguise it. Guys in Europe, they know how to live. Guy gets in the elevator over there. He smells like a pile of dog shit. Those people are sophisticated. Getting pretty tired of these guys walking around in cowboy hats and cowboy boots. You ever see these jack-offs? Can we kill some of these motherfuckers walking around in fucking cowboy hats? Grown man. It's not even Halloween, for Christ's sake. I say, hey, Tex, grow up and get yourself a wardrobe consistent with the century you're living in. Why do certain men feel the need to dress up as mythic figures? You don't see anyone walking around in a pirate costume, do you? When's the last guy you ran into had on a Viking outfit? Make-believe cowboys. Closest they ever got to a cow's when they stopped to take a piss at an Arby's. It's the quiet ones you gotta watch. You know that one, eh? Every time you see a story about a serial killer on TV, what do they do? They bring on the neighbor. And the neighbor says, well, he was always very quiet. Someone in the room says, it's the quiet ones you've got to watch. This sounds to me like a very dangerous assumption. I will bet you anything that while you're watching a quiet one, a noisy one will fucking kill you. <laughs> Suppose you're in a bar and one guy's sitting over on the side reading a book, not bothering anybody. Another guy's standing up at the front with a machete, banging it on the bar, saying, I'll kill the next motherfucker who comes in here. Who are you going to watch? You're goddamn right. A lot of these cultural crimes I've been complaining about can be blamed on the baby boomers. Something else I'm a little tired of hearing about. The baby boomers. Whiny, narcissistic, self-indulgent people with a simple philosophy. Give me that, it's mine! Give me that, it's mine! These people were given everything. Everything was handed to them. And they took it all, took it all. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and they stayed loaded for 20 years and had a free ride. But now they're staring down the barrel of middle-aged burnout, and they don't like it. They don't like it, so they turn self-righteous, and they want to make things hard on younger people. They tell them abstain from sex, say no to drugs. As for the rock and roll, they sold that for television commercials a long time ago, so they could buy pasta machines, and Stairmasters, and soybean futures. Cold, bloodless people. It's in their slogans, it's in their rhetoric. No pain, no gain. Just do it. Life is short, play hard. Shit happens, deal with it. Get a life. These people went from do your own thing to just say no. They went from love is all you need to whoever winds up with the most toys wins. And they went from cocaine to Rogaine. something.
something they're still counting grams, only now it's fat grams. And the worst of it is the rest of us have to watch these commercials on TV for Levi's loose-fitting jeans and fat-ass docker pants. Because these degenerate, yuppie, boomer cocksuckers couldn't keep their hands off the croissants and the haagen And their big fat asses have spread all over and they have to wear fat-ass docker pants. Fuck these boomers, fuck these yuppies, and fuck everybody, now that I think of it. Sometimes in comedy, you have to generalize. In the meantime, what they ought to be doing is telling these priests who took a vow of chastity to keep their hands off the altar boys. When Jesus said, suffer the little children, come unto me, that's not what he was talking about. Boom, bada bing. Next guy says to me, bada boom, bada bing is getting kicked right in the fucking nuts. Bada boom, motherfucker. You wanna try bada bing? What about these guys who tell you, I heard that? I heard that. Oh, you did, did you? Well, isn't this exciting? What is this, a fucking hearing test? Did I wander into a bell tone commercial here? Of course you heard it, you fucking nimrod. I'm standing right next to you. I'm gonna move down here. I'm gonna move a little farther away. Blow me! By any chance, did you hear that? What about these people who tell you their needs aren't being met? You run into this stuff, this is support group shit, 12-steppers. My needs aren't being met. Know what I tell them? Drop some of your needs. Life is a zero-sum game. Hey, why don't you join the service? Join the fucking service. Join up and die. How do you expect to keep the country free if you won't die? I'm dead. I died in World War II. I'm fucking dead. Can you say that? Come on, join up and die. What else is troubling me? Mickey Mouse's birthday being announced on the television news as if it's an actual event. I don't give a shit. If I cared about Mickey Mouse's birthday, I'd have memorized it years ago. And I'd send him a card. Dear Mickey, happy birthday. Love, George. I don't do that. Why? Don't give a shit. Fuck Mickey Mouse. Fuck him in the asshole with a big rubber dick. Then break it off and beat him with the rest of it. I hope Mickey dies. I do, I hope he goddamn dies. I hope he gets a hold of some tainted cheese. And dies lonely and forgotten behind the baseboard of a soiled bathroom in a poor neighborhood. With his hand in Goofy's pants. Mickey Mouse, no one and no one in the world takes our country seriously. We waste valuable television time informing our citizens of the age of an imaginary rodent. You gotta start executing a few of these fucking bankers. Eat shit, motherfucker! Eat shit, motherfucker!
Are you ever able to watch a woman eating a banana and not think about a blowjob? Makes me want to engage in an involuntary personal protein spill. gonna start executing a few of these fucking bankers. Adios, motherfucker. You gonna start executing a few of these fucking bankers. Adios, motherfucker.